Hi, and welcome to Absolutely Trashed, where two trashy girls discuss all the big topics in life. I'm Ashley. And I'm Grace. And today's topic is... Zombie, zombie, zombie. <laughs> we are so talented at singing. Why aren't we just trying to take over that instead of the uh, podcast world? Tell me that. We should, we should. Pure talent. Remember I mean, when we sung yeah. Happy Birthday? Oh, my God. <laughs> Pure talent. Pure talent. We're amazing. Oh, so good. Uh, how are what's... you today? I'm good. What have you been up to? Um, drinking wine. Love that. Yeah. I've, drinking? This... I've been drinking sangria lately. Ooh, yeah. yeah. We had a, a taco night on um, Friday night, and so I bought some sangria then. So it's so good. I just there, – there's this one called – it's like La Essica Sangria. Okay. And it's like an Australian – brand and you can buy it from Dan Murphy's and it's like a big bottle and you just you pour that like in your cup and then you just top it up with like soda water or lemonade and put your the fruit that you want in so it's like a pre-mixed sangria yeah that's cool I put lemonade in because I like really sweet drinks but a lot of people I know put um, soda water in and then I put um, oranges and apple and strawberries in Hell yeah. Have like a little fruity. It's quite nice actually. That sounds awesome. But yeah. I'm surprised that there's any left over from Taco Night. Well, I bought a lot of bottles for Taco <laughs> Night. So <laughs> And yeah. one of my friends showed up with jello shots. So Ooh, we drank them. Dangerous. Yeah, that was it was dangerous. Yeah. Hell yeah. Not good. Actually it was really good, but <laughs> the next day it wasn't good. Exactly. What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Mm, I went out Ooh. on the weekend. What? Outside? Outside the house. Can Into you believe it? Into the world. It? I know. Look at me. I'm so proud of you. I fell down the stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was pre-drinking at, like, a friend's house and I was walk. I, will- I swear I wasn't even that drunk yet. I, was- I-, I-, I know it doesn't sound like it because I just mm, told you I mm, fell down the mm. stairs. But I had, like, a, one drink in one hand and my friend's drink in another and I was taking down the stairs and I was wearing platform sneakers. <gasps> oh. And my ankle gave out and mm. I went up in the air and I went down on the stairs and I got With covered both in, drinks. Yeah, covered <gasps> in whiskey and blood. It was very classy. That's classy. That's hot. But That's you know hot. what? If I ever, like, decide to start a metal band, I have the name for my first EP. Whiskey and Blood? Whiskey and blood. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, yes. yeah, super hungover. And so, but I actually found this really cute new podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Who? It's called Smitten Podcast. And it's, um, it's two best friends who run it and they're just so wholesome and adorable. And it's about love stories. Oh, my goodness. It's so cute. I'm writing it down. Smitten. Smitten podcast. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote down smitten. They only smitten have podcasts. They're pri- They're really new. Like I think yeah. they have five episodes out so far. Oh, cute! But it's really cute, and like each episode has like a different theme to their love stories. And oh. I don't know, I love it. I'm just really enjoying it. It's just really cute and wholesome, and the girls are just adorable. Uh, so, so totally not on par with our podcast. No, they're best <laughs> friends, but they're 
they're best friends who run it and I'm like I just love their little vibe like it still reminds me of you and me. that's adorable if okay, they were I've drunk and trashy <laughs> oh but one last thing I have to say yes their names are Kylie and Kendall get out they are not as in the Jenners are they actually their names are actually Kylie and Kendall but no believe it or not it's not the Jenners oh my god how funny is that though that's so funny God, that it's, sucks. You know, that reminds me of like all the poor people right now who are named Karen. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, that would be terrible. I wonder if there's going to be like a theme of like middle-aged women named Karen trying to change their name legally. <laughs> Once all the courtrooms <laughs> are open again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, probably. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, do you want me to tell you about zombies? Yeah, I'm excited. Can all you right. sing to me again? Zombie, zombie. Yes, great. Wait, is that the same song? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's been a couple of years. What is that bird? The cranberries. Yes, the cranberries. Cranberries. Classic. I like cranberries. I like the band and the fruit for my sangria. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, well, zombies are <laughs> dead corpses of people who have come back to life to kill and eat other humans. Yes. Now, in their most basic forms, zombies come in two types. They okay. are either the reawakened corpse of someone who has died and that kind of zombie has been created in a supernatural way, so through magic, like black magic. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Or they're an alive person who has fallen victim to a zombie bite and so that type of zombie has been created through, like, a virus. So they've been infected with the virus. So there's two types of zombies usually. I always think about, like, the the virus zombie. That's the first thing my brain goes to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zombies usually have only one thing on their mind, and that's feeding on the flesh and brains of humans. Brains. Brains. Um, And they are often portrayed as having no cognitive function, so they can't think for themselves and form speech and stuff like that. But they have the ability to move their limbs. And um, a common feature of zombie folklore and pop culture is that the only way to kill a zombie is to destroy the brain, which, side note, I've never understood. Because yeah, true. what they're saying is, is they have no con- con- like cognitive functions. So the brain, the brain is dead. Isn't, isn't working. It's not functioning. But the only way to kill them is to destroy the brain. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, actually. So to me, that's never made sense. It's kind of a flawed logic, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're re- <laughs> it's a flawed, it's a whole big flawed thing. Um, I've just never really thought about it before. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. Just, the more I was, like, researching, I was like, hang the fuck on. This doesn't make any sense. Wait a minute. Wait here. a minute. I um, don't approve of this. Yeah. This lore. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but either way, get them through the head. Yeah. Double tap. Um, Double tap. Yes. Yes, good reference. Um, so zombie folklore has been around for centuries um, in Haiti. It's thought to have originated in the 17th century when West African slaves were brought in to work on Haiti's sugar cane plantations. Oh, okay. So that's where they've sort of tracked back 
the first solidly known zombie folklore. Zombie story from yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So zombies are featured wildly in Haitian rural folklore as dead persons revived by the act of necromancy um, by a boko, which is um, a sorcerer or witch. Right. So that's, that's, it started as like the, the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie type. Um, okay. And, and in, in their folklore, like in their law, a zombie remains under the control of the boko as a personal slave that has no will of its own. So their zombies didn't eat brains um, and try to kill people. They just remained under the will of the boko. Okay. So, so they, yeah, so they, they were like someone did some magic on them, held this thing, yeah. and that controls them. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they were never infected and sick. They just were yes, magically yeah. fucked. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the African slaves thought that the voodoo deity Baron Samedi um, would take them from their grave, grave and bring them to heaven in Africa, which was called uh, Guinea, unless okay. they had offended him in some way, in which case they would be forever a slave after death as a zombie. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, a zombie, Interesting. Yeah. Well, their belief was that a zombie could be saved by feeding them salt, I guess, to what? cleanse the insides. Okay. Wait, can I just backtrack and make sure I made sense of this? So they get the magic put on them. They become zombies. And then if they were good, they can then go to heaven. No, 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 no. If no, not, they stay. Okay. No, 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 no. So if they were good, they would go to the heavenly land Guinea in Africa and the Bokors could not get them there. Oh. Now, if they had offended the deity baron mm-hmm. in any way, they wouldn't mm-hmm. get to go to that heavenly land and therefore could be turned into a zombie. Oh, and then, you know, stuck being a zombie for the rest of their life. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, not the rest of their life, but the rest yeah. of forever, I suppose. Yeah. Not well, really yeah, the, anymore. yeah, the rest of forever. Um, yeah, so okay. slave drivers on the plantations who usually actually were slaves themselves and were also sometimes voodoo priests mm. used the fear of zombification to discourage slaves from committing suicide. Oh. So they told them that if they committed suicide, they wouldn't be able to go to the heavenly land and then that person would turn them into a zombie. And they would, yeah, just as a punishment. As a punishment, yes. Oh, I like that. And that they would be forced to endure that slavery forever. Forever. There's no escape. There's no escape then. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. So that theory there, that's the West African sort of um, folklore on slaves. There was also some South African folklore. So the physical, the idea of like physical zombie-like creatures is also present in some South African cultures um, and in some communities there. So in some communities it's believed that a dead person can only be zombified by a small child. What do you mean by a small child? Well, that a small child is innocent and like can do the magic. Oh, yeah, wow, that's weird. Okay. Um, it is said that, but their, their thing is, is that it is said that the spell can be broken by a powerful enough um, Sangoma, which is a traditional healer. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So don't so, piss off the kids. Don't piss off kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is also believed that in some areas of South Africa um, that witches can zombify a person by killing and possessing the victim's body in order to force it into slave labour. So they still have that witch that, that can do it. slavery theme. Yeah. yeah. It's just that they also believe that small, some small children can do it. Um, yeah, wow. Do you know which one came first or they both sort of appeared at the same time? I think they sort of both appeared around the 17th century. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So after rail lines were built to transport migrant workers, stories emerged about witch trains. So Witch um, trains? Those trains appeared normal but were staffed by zombie workers controlled by a witch. <laughs> what? So the trains would abduct a person um, boarding at night and then the person would be either zombified or beaten and thrown from the ta- train a distance away from the original location. So this comes from the fact that they were stealing people to force them into slavery. Yeah. And so and that's, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and so they believed that those trains were full of zombified people being forced to be slaves and were directed by witches. And it, it was to scare people to not go near the trains. That's bonkers. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense though. Like yeah. So the theory yeah. and the reasoning behind having those law. Oh. Yeah. So from what I can understand, there were a few low-key superstitions about zombies. Okay. Um, in most of the areas of Africa in the 17th century. And as white people started fucking up everyone's shit with slavery. Amen. These superstitions snowballed and the slave drivers and the white people, you know, piled on, snowballed it more to use intimidation to instill the fear in the slaves. And because it was their own folklore beforehand, it had a really profound effect. Yeah, totally. And the white people were like, yeah, we can use this against them to force them into being complacent. Yeah, yep. Rather than if they had used Christianity, like the idea of going to hell from Jesus shit. Yeah. None, none of these effective. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been any effective because these people didn't believe it. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Yeah. So I found this sort of quote from, um, history.com in an article called history of zombies. And it's an example of what might've happened to perpetuate these beliefs. So I'm just going to read their little quote there. So it says, many people who follow the voodoo religion today believe zombies are myths, but some believe zombies are people revived by a voodoo practitioner known as a bokor. Mm-hmm. Bokors have a tradition of using herbs, shells, fish, animal parts, bones, and other objects to create concoctions, including zombie powders, which contain, man, I hate science words, <laughs> tet- tetrodoxin. Okay. A deadly neurotoxin found in puffer fish and some other marine species. Oh. So, used carefully at sublethal doses, the teratoxin com- combination may cause zombie like symptoms such as difficulty walking, mental confusion, and respiratory problems. Shit. That's- Hi- in a way, it's real. Yeah, high doses of teratoxin can lead to paralysis, paralysis and comas. This could cause someone to appear dead and be buried alive and then later revived. 
Oh, so, my God. So one of the theories is that these bokors who were sometimes slave drivers yeah. would abduct them from the trains, give them these neurotoxins, people would see them acting like slaves, bury them, revive them and be like, this is now a slave zombie. Yeah, see, it's real. See, it's real. There was was a poison that they were using to, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. had no idea about any of that. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I just always assumed, you know. Yeah, so that's that's the folklore of where the idea of zombies has come from. And, of course, they've changed. Yeah, the OG. Of course, they've changed hugely in pop culture. Yeah. I'm just surprised if I wanted to go... Okay, look, obviously I'm not a great author because if I wanted to go study a tribe and then write books based on them and they were like, oh, sorry, you can't eat humans, I'd be like, oh, what oh, a bummer, shame. That sucks. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess I'll just write a book then. Yeah. Oh, yep. but he was like, nope, I'm committed. Yep. I'm going to be a great author and this is how committed I am. I'm going to go back to America and steal a body part, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. I, to eat right. it. Yeah. Well, here's Yo. some more info on him. He was a massive sadist and both of his wives divorced him due to his, like, sadism being out of control and his rampant alcoholism. Holy shit. Yeah. And so he actually was voluntarily committed to a rehab for alcoholism and he wrote a book about it because he wanted to write a book about it. So he went and got like help and whatnot. He was a serious author who did a lot of, a lot of wow. research for his thing. Oh, that's a shitty backstory. Well, now we can go on to the, like the forward story. <laughs> Caesar's, it's a shitty backstory. Get on to the like what it's Next like now. Story, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah all right, sounds good. So we're going to talk about like zombies in pop culture now. Yes. So so more modern, you know. So cool, cool. Zombies popped into mainstream media the same year as Dracula and Frankenstein were released. Oh, um, in the big 19, three. Yeah, 1932 in a movie called White Zombie. So okay. the problem is, like, there was this massive ray, like, race to sort of sell zombies, Frankenstein, so just weird science experiments and vampires to the public and vampires sort of won out in that area. Okay. Which is why zombie movies didn't really become big until the 60s, 70s, 80s. They, they lost a couple of, like, 30 years because vampires became a huge hit because Dracula was such a good movie. Yeah, so zombies just took a while to catch on and yeah. find their moment in pop culture. Yeah, so they really oh. picked the wrong year to, you know, had they been a year earlier, you know. They maybe, probably would have been Yeah, the they one. could have, yeah. Ooh. So um, there are reports of literature including zombies as far back as the 1600s but they're actually mostly referred to as ghosts or spirits oh okay actual zombies with a body coming back so i don't really count them because whilst they might have been using the word zombie or something like that it wasn't the same it wasn't the same yeah it was a ghost or a spirit coming back from the dead and ghosts and spirits have cognitive behaviors of the previous like of their live self so that isn't a zombie yeah it doesn't really fit doesn't Doesn't fit yeah right yeah so 
White Zombie, um, it's a 1932 American horror film and it was independently produced by Edwin and Victor Halperin. Halperin? Okay. So I think they're brothers. They they produced it and directed it, but anyway, they don't matter. The screenplay, (laughs) it doesn't matter. They're never coming up again. They're not important. Um, The screenplay was based on the book The Magic Island, which was written in 1929. So that was a pretty quick turnaround for the book to come in 1929 and three years later the film to come out. Yeah, that is a good turnaround, especially back then. Yeah, really quick. That book was written by William Seabrook. Um, and it's about a young woman's transformation into a zombie at the hands of an evil voodoo master. Oh, all right. So this going to blow your mind. I found this, I went down a little rabbit hole here. William <laughs> Seabrook. So I, whenever I read something like this, I usually then go and Google that person just to make sure that that information is correct. Yeah, you know? fact check. So I just go check like their Wikipedia or if they've got a webpage of their own and just check that he did write that book. He mm. wrote a whole series of books studying African tribes. So he actually went out to Africa and studied African tribes and then wrote these, these, you know, fictiony books about different things. So this one happens to be about zombies and voodoo masters, but there's other ones that are about like cannibalisms and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So he went and did his research. He went and did his research. Yeah. yeah, And then got inspired and wrote a bunch of books. Yeah. So, um, when he went over specifically to study a tribe that were cannibals, they wouldn't let him eat any of the human meat because he wasn't part of the tribe. Right, okay. And so when he came back to America, he suspiciously, quote-unquote, obtained a a human body part from a hospital and took it home to cook it and eat it for himself and try it for himself. No. Yeah, absolutely. Now... He, he took his research seriously. Seriously, yeah, yeah. So, like, I oh went God. to, like, because I was like, what the fuck do you mean obtained a, yeah. body, a human body part? And I went to, like, six, seven, eight different things and I could not find out how he obtained. He's clear that he got it from a hospital. He knew it wasn't disease, blah, blah, blah. It was Like, he didn't kill somebody. But I don't know whether or not in, like, the 1930s you could just walk into a hospital and be like, yo, you got any legs? Yeah, I doubt it. Seriously. So, yeah. He was an American filmmaker. Um, he's best known for his series of horror, filmy, horror films about an imagined zombie apocalypse. Okay. Um, and that began with the, the really famous film Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Yeah, and that was in 1968. So that's where it really kicked off zombies. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, because you were saying before that the zombies, like it came out in the 20s, which I guess was that first book by that weird author. Yeah, in the 30s. Or the 30s, really, yeah. 30s, 30s. sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And And then it just died because zombies... Because I mean, vampires, were, vampires popular. were popular. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that film, Night of the Living Dead, is often considered the forerunner of fictional zombie and of like modern culture. Like it's it planted the seeds of, you know, the attributes of zombies. What we know them as today. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the other film, like a couple of the other films in that series, are Dawn of the Dead, which was 1978, and Day of the Dead, which is 1985. And those movies kicked 
off the zombie craze and George <laughs> is called the father of zombies. Oh, yeah. okay, George. Yeah. I see so George. In those films, zombies were sluggish and slow and stupid. Yes. I have right. watched them because I don't do horror. No, I don't fuck with horror. Either. I don't fuck with horror. So that was the 80s and that that was like stupid dumb, slow, sluggish zombies. And were they zombies that were, like, was their origin story a virus? Yes, I think they're a virus. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know because I, haven't, I haven't watched them, but I'm pretty sure they're a virus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where um, white zombie was voodoo. Yeah, before that it was all voodoo yeah, and now yeah. we're coming into the, the virus zombie wheel. Yeah. And then because we had the virus zombies and we then weren't scared by them anymore, we evolved into this notion of, quote, unquote, fast zombies or running zombies, as Ooh. they're sometimes referred to. So in, con- like in contrast to Romero's classic slow zombies, fast zombies can run and are way more aggressive and are often more intelligent. And are you saying that the reason why they did that is because we weren't as scared of the virus thing, so they had to make them scarier? Yeah. Well, Uh. because as something becomes older, like we've seen the movie, you know, and it gets a bit older in our mind, we start to no longer think it's that scary. So Yeah, we get desensitised to that theory. They had to step up the game. to step up. That's why stuff gets more and more, you know. So this type of zombie has its origins in the 1990s, Japanese horror video games. Okay. In 1996, Capcom's survival horror game Resident Evil featured zombies' dogs, like zombie dogs that run towards the player. And later that same year, Sega arcade shooter The House of the Dead introduced running human zombies that, like, aggressively run at the player. Oof. And yeah. you said, did you say Resident Evil? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, the running human, human zombies uh, introduced the House of the Dead video games and became the basis for the fast zombies becoming popular in films then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because we had them in video games, we then had to adjust films to be in line with what the current trend of fear is and so you know in 28 days later which is uh 2002 and resident evil and the house of dead films and the 2004 dawn of the dead remake all of those are headlining zombie films with fast zombies that fast terrifying yeah have you seen the resident evil movies no absolutely not oh god i have oh my god why would you do that to yourself i I actually really enjoyed them. Like I know, <gasps> I, I, I know, I don't like watching scary movies, but Resident Evil, was it was worth it. It was actually worth the fear. Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, look, no. I recommend them. Do no. it. I do can't it. do it. I can't. I cannot. I watched Paranormal Activity when it came out in oh, theatres and I fucking shit my pants. I shit you not. <laughs> I had to have... So I was living at home then. I was in uni. Um, it would have been first year of uni. Yeah. And I had my friend Laura. 
she watched it as well. She slept at my house that night because neither of us wanted to sleep alone in our beds. And I made my dad come in and check on us throughout the night to make sure that we were okay. Make sure that no one was standing over your bed. Yeah, yeah, because this fucking thing scared the living bejesuses out of me. And because we saw it in film in the cinemas in opening week, the cinemas were doing that thing where – they were sneaking people in to scare you. No. Okay. So I hate that. Just promo yeah, making yeah, it. Just before. So there was like all the build up and just before the big scare scenes, they would have staff members dressed in black jump up and scream and scare the shit out of everyone. Oh, fuck that. No wonder you're fucking never yeah, want to watch horror it was again. fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Fucking terrifying. I didn't watch Paranormal Activity and I still won't. I'm, nah. No. Nah. Nah. I'm not, not here that. for it. Not mm, here for too it. Too real. Don't like it. Well, Oof. I mean, now we have TV shows of zombies like The Walking Dead, um, iZombie and Heliacs. I haven't seen Heliacs or iZombie, but from what I understand, iZombie isn't even horror. We've done that thing now where we've made them like friendly and relatable. Yeah, I've seen a couple of a couple of episodes. I think I've maybe watched the first season or like most of the first season of iZombie and it was a while ago, but... Yeah, they were like the total opposite, you know, normally the whole zombie thing is that zombies are like brain dead and slow and stupid and they're like that because they've eaten brains. Right. Whereas iZombie is like the opposite. So from what I can remember, she was like a doctor or like a med student becoming oh, a doctor. Does she get the memories yes. from eating the brain? Yes. yes. She gets the memory. Have you seen it? No, but I, I've... I know of it now. Yeah, and then yeah. she, like, goes and works in the morgue. Yes, but and the then thing... she solves their deaths or whatever by eating yeah. their brains. Right. But, but the thing that's different about iZombie is that she, like, you know how normally zombies are brain dead, they're slow, like I said, they've got to, like, eat brains. Once they eat brains, sorry, is what turns them into it, you know, that whole yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep, yep, yep. this one's, like, the opposite where – from what I can remember, if she eats brains, she gets to stay and, like, keep her humanity and be able to have, be, like, a functioning human. Oh. And if she doesn't, then she becomes that slow, stupid, brain-dead, no longer human disaster. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's it's yeah. like the opposite yeah. where she needs, like, where that type of zombie in that movie eats, stu- eats the stuff to actually, yeah. like, stay functioning. And like, yeah, well, it's like um, kind of alive. Yeah. It's like for Adam's family or Twilight where we start to try to take away the danger of these, these mythical creaturey sort of things, you know, and make them friendly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So these like pop culture references of zombies are where we get the idea of a virus that can be passed from a zombie to a human which is much scarier than magic to us in the 21st century because a virus is an actual possibility where now we know voodoo magic isn't real. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. So that's that's why resurrecting zombies has really died off. And the whole virus. Cause and I, the whole virus I, yeah, thing has virus taken thing over. Is a totally real fear. I mean, it's 2020. Right absolutely, now. yeah. It's a totally real fear. Yeah, it's too yeah. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. There yep. you go. So speaking of pop culture zombies, have you seen Zombieland? 
Oh my goodness. Um, I've seen the first one, but like years ago. Yeah. Years ago. That was my favorite movie in high school. Really? Yes. Because I think like, because I always didn't like horror and I didn't really like watching scary stuff. I sort of, I really got into Zombieland. I thought it was great because it was like, oh, yeah, like I can claim that it's scary when it wasn't right, scary at right. all. It was fun. Zombieland is where the quote double tap comes from. Yes. Yes. And, and cardio he, where he's got a list of rules. Yeah, he's got all yes, the rules. Exactly. Yeah, rules to survive. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And that's a all, good movie. That is a good movie. Yeah, but that's sort of the thing where that's sort of midway between a horror film like, because in that movie, zombies are still a threat. Yeah, they're still scary, but, but the actual movie they're a bit comedic isn't. as well. That they they're too sluggish and slowish to be a real threat. If that makes sense, like yeah, like yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Yes, like Shaun of the Dead. Did. Yeah, where they still yes, have I've this. They haven't made the movie intention. Well, Zombieland, they didn't make the movie intentionally to be scary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Shaun of the Dead did either, though. No, like, I think Shaun of the Dead was a, like a parody comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Of Dawn of the Dead. Right, yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. Which was um, fucking brilliant as well. Yeah, Sean, well, I haven't seen Dawn of the Dead, but I've seen Shaun of the Dead and that oh, is yeah. funny. That is funny. Um, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Dawn of the Dead either. I watched Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. But <laughs> that that's was, that, that thing, was our version. That's that thing that pop culture does is we make stuff funny now. Yeah. We take it's got away. to keep evolving. Yeah, it's got to keep evolving because think about it, like how do we make zombies scarier? Like, unless we made it that, like, the virus is airborne, but even then it's just compounding on that virus thing. Like, what could be the next aspect? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. Like, it, like if it doesn't, if you can't make it scarier, then take it then in it has to direction. Go, yeah, it has to go funny. Yeah, yeah, so, totally. Yeah, which I, is I, just I, how these things evolve, I guess. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's he, commitment. He yeah. sounds like a dick, though. He was an alcoholic yeah. who treated his wives like shit and didn't yeah. get sober for them. He was like, I'll get sober so I can write a book about rehab. Well, he didn't get sober after the rehab. He committed suicide with a drug overdose with alcohol in his system. Damn. Yeah. Who is this guy? What's his name? Um, William Seabrook. Brook. Seabrook. I'm surprised yeah. we don't know more about him. This guy yeah, is he's fascinating. fascinating. So yeah. he, he wrote heaps of books and did lots of research on African voodoo and occult practices. And he can be attributed with bringing them to the Western world because he really did bring a lot of knowledge over to the Western world right. around African voodoo and occult practices. But, yeah, he's not, he's not very well known. I think he, he only has like nine books. But okay. they're, they're really well-researched, you know, whatever. And he yeah. probably would have had more had he not ended his life. So And so he wrote the book that then became sort of like one of the first movies about yes. zombies? So he wrote yeah. The Magic Island and then it became the first zombie movie called White Zombie. So is he, he's like the godfather of zombie movies? No. 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 So let me introduce you okay. to... George Andrew Romero. Okay. He come was, on down, George. Come on down, George. Well, I guess one of the ways that they could make it like scarier um, is to like look at the possibility of like real life zombies because there's like a fungus that zombifies ants. Wait, what? Yeah. So I mean, I guess we could. Like to make it scarier, you could work in like plants that can zombify people. 
Oh, so like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Make it scarier by like drawing more to reality. Yeah. So. Wait, there's a plant? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you this stuff that I, that I learned about this. It's a fungus. It's not technically a plant. So, um, this is a mashup of two articles. I didn't want to read both of the articles, but I didn't want to rewrite them because they use a lot of science words and stuff are really cool. But um, <laughs> Fair enough. So it's um, Real Life Zombies by Dr. Sabrina Sterwalt and, um, zomb- and a zombie article I found on National Geographic. And I sort of like mashed the two articles together to get this bit. So, Okay. Tell us about fungus. fungus? <laughs> <laughs> So in the Brazilian jungle at the height of about 10 inches off the ground, carpenter ants can be found with their jaws permanently locked on a leaf, frozen in time as a plant stalk grows through their head. What? Yeah. They're still alive? Yep. These ants are the victim of Ophiocordyceps unilateracis. Some type of fungus. Some type of thing. <laughs> science thing. Also Words. known as the zombie ant fungus. What the fuck, Grace? Yes. So the fungus first enters the ant's bloodstream as a single cell and then those cells soon begin copying themselves and building connections so that that individual cell can share nutrients between other individual cells. Um, what? So it starts as a single cell. That's all you need to know. Okay. As the fungal network grows in the ant, because remember I said it was copying itself and creating more of these single cells. Yeah. So as that network grows, the ant's body succumbs to the fungus's control. Now this bit freaked me out. This network doesn't appear to actually reach the ant's brain etymologists are not sure whether or not the fungus releases a chemical that affects the ant's brain from afar, affecting, like effectively killing it as far as the ant concern, is concerned, or if the fungus takes a more sinister approach by leaving the ant's brain alone so the ant can witness the remainder of the takeover by cutting off any muscle control. And thus the ah. ant's ability, the brain's ability to stop it. So what? Okay. There's a, so it's a virus that infects the ant. It's a fungus. Yeah, but it, okay. So the fungus goes into the ant. Yep. And then it takes over the ant's body and muscles. It doesn't touch the ant's brain. That is freaky. So they're not sure if it releases a chemical that affects the brain or if they just leave the brain so that the ant can feel the sheer terror of losing control of its oh body. Oh, my God. So you're like the ant's still just consciously thinking. It's like sleep paralysis. Yeah. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So either way, the ant is compelled to leave its colony and climb up a nearby plant to the precise height above the jungle floor where the humidity and temperature are optimal for the fungus to thrive. Okay. The ant is then forced to go out on a leaf, bite into the leaf to maintain position and never move again. Oh, my God. So then with its host in position, the fungus forms a stalk that breaks through the, ed- the ant's head Ugh. 
and produces spores that then rain down on the other ants below, grabbing more victims. No. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. It's actually, there's actually z- zombie ants. That's a zombie fungus ant virus thing. What the fuck? Yes. How did I not know this? So this Brazilian flavour of the fungus directs its host ants to hover around 25 centimetres off the jungle floor by biting into a leaf. Um, And that whole process from when the fungus first hits the ant to when it breaks through its head and spores down can take either one to two months. So the ant can be suffering for a month. Oh, my God. Now this, yeah, this fungus is all over the world. So in cooler climates like Japan and South Carolina, where this fungus has been found as well, yeah, the ants are found instead of hanging off of leaves, they climb up and cling to the twigs in the trees several feet off the ground. Holy shit! Because in those climate climates, the leaves fall to the ground. So it says here, in these climates, the spreading of spores takes over a year. So the zombified ant must survive a winter season during which a leaf might fall to a ground, but a twig will endure. Oh, my God. So so they're, sorry, but so they're, (laughs) the ants are then living through that for a year? Well, I don't know if they die. Eventually, presumably, the ant dies. Yeah, but oh, but God. their body is there with the stalk and spores for a year. I had no idea this episode was going to make me feel sad for ants. Yeah, well, <laughs> what it proves is this fungus is smart. It yeah. adjusts per. It adapts. It, it adapts around the climate parameters needed. Holy shit. Yes. And now this zombie ant fungus isn't alone in having the power to manipulate its host to best serve its interest. Like interest. So for an example, in an attempt to gain entry into birds, a type no. of flatworm first invades the brain of California killer fish, causing okay. them to exhibit conspicuous swimming behaviours. <laughs> That make them more vulnerable to the birds. Are you saying a worm? So a worm zombifies a fish. A fish. So then the so bird, will, bird eat the will eat the fish, and then the, the worm gets into the bird. Into the bird. Yes. Holy shit! So it's called the fluke Euphelichus californicus. That's the worm. That's the worm. Oh. It's called a fluke. I'm not sure what a fluke is supposed to be. We're going to keep calling it a worm. Okay. Yeah. So it begins its life in ocean, in the ocean-dwelling horn snake. Wait, can we call it zombie worm? (laughs) Zombie worm. Yes. Yes. The zombie worm starts in a snail in the ocean where it produces larvae that then seek out their next host, which is the killifish. So the killifish eats it. The parasite latches on, or the killing, once it finds a fish, it latches onto its gills. Sorry, they don't eat it. I'm getting a step ahead. Okay. It latches onto the gills and then it goes in the gills and makes its way to the brain of the fish. But And then the zombie worm needs to get into the gut of a water bird in order to reproduce. Wow. So what it does is inside the fish's brain, 
it releases a chemical that causes the fish to like shimmy around and jerk around and jump out of the water, which attracts the birds. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So Jenny Shaw, which was at the, she used to be at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and colleagues found that the parasite, the zombie worm, Mm. Um, thank decreases. you for calling it that. Yeah, so it, it decreases serotonin and <gasps> increases dopamine levels in the, the fish's brain. Holy and the, shit. Yeah, the switch in the brain's chemistry simulates, stimulates the fish to swim and behave more aggressively. And those moves attract the attention of the bird, which eat the fish, including the zombie worms, and then in the belly of the fit of the bird the zombie worms mate and their eggs are released back into the water in the bird's droppings to, to be start e- all over again to be eaten by those snails to start all over again holy shit sorry that i need a minute that is bonkers yes so this is a worm that starts in a snail gets but it's not the snail it's in it's not it's, it's a being worm eaten that's by the in, snail yep been eaten by the snail shit <gasps> out by the snail goes and finds this fish, swims through the gills of the fish, goes into the brain, changes the the serotonin and dopamine levels of the brain to make the fish become vulnerable to the bird, eats the bird, finds another worm in the bird's stomach, mates with it. it. Yeah, eats the fish. Yeah, so then finds another. Sorry, you said it it ate the bird. Oh, okay. Well, it eats the fish. Yeah. And in the stomach finds another worm, mates with that so worm. Reproduce. Then gets shitted out. Their eggs get shitted out of because <laughs> obviously they die, but the eggs will get shitted out to fall to the bottom of the ocean so that more snails can eat them. What what a life. Like yeah. that is a big adventure yeah. to go on. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's another case. It's not quite the same as the zombification of the ants. Um, yeah, but still. Yeah, and it's fucking bonkers. It's fucking bonkers. Fucking bonkers. But let me tell it you, still this, controls the brain and it like still controls its the brain. To, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Zombie so worms. this um, fungus that I was telling you about with the ant, we have it in the Australia. Ant fungus. No. Yeah. yeah. Do we so, really? Yeah. So I went out to a bar with my fiance last night called the 18th amendment. And when I was there, I met a guy named Jason who happened to be a biologist, plant scientist dude. And very, very drunkenly, (laughs) we had this conversation about this topic. And he told me that there is a plant here affectionately called a fungus here, affectionately called dead man's thumb. And it is the thumb. Okay. So it is the same strand. It's the same fungus as the ant fungus. It's called Corniceps gunny, and we call it the zombie plant. Now, the reason why we call it the zombie plant is twofold. The way it works is it attracts uh, like caterpillars and grubs to them. Okay. And then it overtakes the caterpillar and grub. The, and it uses their nutrients to grow. But okay. the reason why we call it dead man's thumb is because when it pokes out of the ground, it looks like a shriveled black 
finger and they grow in little either they either grow on their own or they grow in little patches of like five to ten which looks like a hand coming out of the ground so it looks like a zombie hand so it looks like a zombie so not only does it attract other bug like it attracts bugs to it takes over their bodies makes them go face down into the ground and then yeah zombifies them so they go face down into the ground but then it actually looks like a zombified finger Holy shit, dead yeah. man's thumb. Yeah, and we have, them, we have them in Australia. Where so. in Australia, do you know? Um, he said that we have them here. Like in Victoria. In Victoria. And I think I saw online that they can be found in New South Wales as well. Wow, dead yeah. man's thumb. That's bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'll send you some photos later. Yeah, of them. I was about to say, I want to see a photo. Yeah, Ooh. I'll send you some photos. Let me, let me go to like texts now. And I'll take a photo of like what I can see on my screen and you can see what I mean about it looking like, like a zombie fingers coming out of the ground because I actually do. Like if I saw them, I'd be like, what the hell is that? Shit, um, really? Apparently some people, some places eat their version of this. Ooh, that's risky. I don't like that. Yeah. Everything I saw was like, yo, don't eat this. <laughs> Also, don't eat something that looks like a zombie hand. Yeah, like, because it's also got to say that. It's also got like a caterpillar or grub in there, like yeah. a decomposing caterpillar grub in the middle of it. So why the why would you why you, would you want to? Why would you want to eat it? Like num, name one reason why. I have no idea. I cannot hmm. tell you because I would not want to eat something that no looks way. like a hand. No. And no. ooh. No. So I I texted you a photo of two of them coming out of the ground. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, wow. they look like fingers. They look like black. They look like fingers. Decomposed fingers coming out of yeah. the ground. Holy yep. shit. Yep. I will put this on the Instagram. Yeah, so zombie wow. plant, dead, dead man's thumb. So thank you, Jason, for putting up with my incredibly <laughs> drunk ass being like, what? what? Tell and me then, more. Tell me more. And then I was so drunk and he was so drunk that he was kept trying to tell me the name and I ended up just getting a note up so he could type the name in <laughs> so that I could go home and Google it later. <laughs> that is like the best way to get some research. Yeah. Yeah. That so, is fantastic. Shout out to Jason. Yeah. Shout out to Jason. Thank you. Um, but you could basically call me the William C- Seabrook of um podcasts because obviously I do pretty intensive research while drunk while drunk as well yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. I love that but please don't eat these things please don't eat these things oh my god actually or can someone eat them and then tell us what happens to you no I'm telling you not to eat them oh I'm not gonna eat them author man that did the weird stuff for research not gonna eat them don't not gonna eat them but if somebody else does please tell me no can somebody else well, I mean, okay, do you? But I'm not. I'm not asking anyone to eat that because I wouldn't. <laughs> but if someone knows, like, someone finds, go find some in nature. If you New South Wales or Victoria, and you know where they are, go yeah, find them. Just yeah, I photos. think they can be found in the Hunter Valley or something like that. I oh, okay. Know. I can't remember. I was so drunk. Bonkers. So yeah. So that's my little episode on zombies, on where they came from, what they're like in pop culture, and the closest thing we have to zombies in real life. Which is crazy. Nature yeah. is insane. Nature is absolutely insane. That like, is so fucking interesting, yeah. though. Holy I do, shit. I do wonder because this, this fungus is so smart that it can evolve to different climates. I wonder <sighs> if 
I mean, it's only capable of taking over ants at the moment, but I wonder if it can evolution... evolve and take over humans. Yeah. Well, I just more meant bigger animals and then I guess one day humans, but I wonder if it could. Wow. Watch this I don't space. Know. Watch this space. <laughs> God, I hope not. Ooh. Oh, God, I hope not. Please, no. I find the nature stuff you've just told me scarier than a zombie film. Like I'd go, I'll yeah. go watch something now. Yeah. Versus thinking about this anymore. Yeah, because it's because it's real. Because <laughs> it's real. Because it's real. Oh yeah. Yeah. my god! So this week for the quiz, I didn't do a like a quiz where you have to have learnt stuff. I did a would you rather. Oh, okay, fun. So there's eight would you rather's, and then I've just got an open ended question at the end. Okay. Okay. Bring it um, on. So one, would you rather zombie dogs or zombie horses? Oh, zombie horses. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Zombie dogs. I like dogs too much. Dogs are cool. Zombie horses, though, would be fucking scary. Zombie horses would be. Imagine, like, horses wanting to rip out the throats of humans. Ah, and horses are so much faster and stronger. And bigger, yeah. And their hooves. Oof. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, two, would you rather kill a loved one who was bitten before they became a zombie or let them turn and then kill them after they've turned into a zombie? I think I'd rather kill them once they're a zombie so I could live with myself afterwards. But I think it's mm. nicer to kill them first, right? Like I think I'd wa- – okay, I think I would – want to kill a loved one once they were zombified for selfish reasons and yes. then if but if it happened to me I'd want to I'd want to be killed I'd want to be killed first yeah but again selfish reasons really no yeah. I I I don't know because if the process of turning into a zombie is painless and not terrifying I don't mean maybe let me be a zombie for a little while just let me try it just but let me think, give it a go it might but be painless like, but also if you know you've been bitten you've either gonna live with this fear of what's gonna happen or you're living yeah. with this fear for a minute and then getting shot you know I'd yeah, rather get true. shot that's if true. I'm aware of it kill me as soon kill as me. I find out yeah that's yeah. true yeah. Yep, 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 yep. fair enough okay mm. three would you rather eat out of date canned food for the rest of your life no or <laughs> go out and hunt your own meat because that's your two choices Those during my a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, during a zombie apocalypse. Mm, I don't like either of them, Grace. See, I'm eating the out-of-date canned food. I oh, are. Yeah? You can't tell me, quote unquote, out-of-date canned carrots are going to make me sick. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be meat, does it? No, you don't have to eat the meat shit. Yeah, and I'll even eat, then, I'll how does how do, like if they're airtight? How do they even go out of date? Yeah, that's the thing. The canned food's probably that not really yeah. even like food to begin with. But yeah, and- eating it out of date probably isn't a big deal. Yep. And mm-hmm. I couldn't go out, find a rabbit, shoot it, skin it. And then eat get it. Get the meat, meat yeah. off of it, cook it, and then eat it. Like I just couldn't do it. I don't have the skill set, A, and <laughs> B. Emotionally. Emotionally, I couldn't do that. Yeah. See, so. I was just thinking about emotionally, but you know what? Yeah, I, could, I don't have the skill set either. I'm yeah. going to have to eat canned food. You're going to have to eat canned food. Yeah, yeah. that's my only yeah. option. Okay, four. Would you rather zombie children that can only be killed with a bullet to the head or all animals are now zombies and want to eat human brains? Oh, God, neither. I don't want to kill children. Zombie children is terrifying too. But they can be killed with a bullet to the brain. 
And, and the, all animals are zombies? All animals in the entire world. All birds, all animals. And can I kill them? You can kill them, but yeah, they're all, the, all yeah. animals are trying to get your brain. It's got to be children. Yeah, man, I'll kill a kid. Yeah. Look, Just I don't from want behind. to, but I, I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't be able to live with every single animal coming after me. I couldn't fight yeah. that off. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good I can choice. shoot a Good kid, choice. though, if I have to. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what is our life? <laughs> We're not great people. Can I just put like a disclaimer here that I te- really don't want to kill children in case I get brought into a court case in a couple of years and they bring this <laughs> up against me? <laughs> you know disclaimer, I mean? absolutely trash does not endorse killing of children. Yes. yes. Please, please don't come for me. Okay. Question five. Would you rather... If you were bitten, would you rather have to cut off your own arm or your own leg? Um, yeah, oh, you've got to be able to run away. Yeah, you've got to be able to run, run away. away. Uh, cut off your leg, you're just fucked. You're just lying you're there. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'm not crawling away. That won't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh Don't God. leave me behind. I'll be like, fuck <laughs> you, you crawling. cut your leg off, you dickhead. Oh. Yeah, go, goodbye arm. It's got to be goodbye the leg. Arm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather during a zombie apocalypse eat uninfected human flesh or never eat meat again? Never eat meat again. Really? You wouldn't eat a human? No. What, do I ha- Well, what's – I don't have to. You don't have to. You can no. eat whatever you can grow. Would land. you? Would you? Yeah, ab- Absolutely. Absolutely. You love meat that much, you're like, yeah, sure, I'll become a cannibal? Well, I know that protein is required for our bodies to survive. Don't get sciencey on me. You just want to be a cannibal and you're just waiting 100%. for a zombie apocalypse Sorry, to happen if, so you if can we justify were, it. If we were mid-zombie apocalypse, I've only got eight cans left of food, someone dies of natural causes or whatever, they're uninfected, I would eat them. Yeah, no, nah, you just want to be a cannibal. Kill you just... somebody, but I would eat them. All right. Well, look, actually, good to know I where you eat, stand. I would eat human flesh. Like if if there was a restaurant that served a delicacy of human flesh, I'd give it a go. See, I told you, you're not thinking about surviving. You just secretly want to be a cannibal, and you're just waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> I to just do like it. I like the idea of trying new things. Oh yeah, yeah. You're so uh, adventurous, aren't you, Grace? You fucking weirdo. I think most people would like if the if the choice was starvation or eat Larry. Well, between starvation and eat Larry, but you're saying most you think most people would go to a restaurant and try and eat human just because to try something new. I don't, I don't think most people would, but no. I would. I would definitely. Weird. Okay, seven. Would you rather your weapon be a sword or a baseball bat with? Like sticky addy. Oh yeah, the nails. Yeah. Oh, I do like the baseball bat with the nails. Really? Yeah. See, I'm going sword. Yeah, cool. Yeah, which is good though because if we ever come across a sword and a baseball bat, yeah, we can we team don't up. Have, we don't have to argue with each other over who gets what. And you know what? If we team up and one of us has got each, I mean, we're unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bring it on. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Would you rather you can eat Larry? You can eat Larry, and I'll eat the canned food. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Sorted. Sorted. Um, would you rather be turned by magic or by a bite? Magic. Yes, voodoo it up. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, don't bite me. Don't bite you. Really? No, I don't want to. I'm going to bite you. Mm, no, thanks. Okay. I appreciate the no, offer, right. but no thanks. I'm good. Fine. I won't infect you with the virus through a bite. 
Just do some magic. Make me drink some pufferfish stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't bury me alive, though. Yeah, I don't please don't that. do that. Don't do that thing. That that scares the living bejesus out of me. The yeah, idea that of being is buried a alive. Real scary fear. That's a, yeah, that's a real fear of mine. Like I in movies when someone's like oh, in a casket yeah. and they oh yeah. I yeah. I'm like that. But even for me, I get slightly anxious in stuff like tunnels or like caves or really? anything because yeah the, the whole buried alive thing really really I'm not claustrophobic like I can be in a small space okay but but in a tunnel or a underground cave. yeah possibly buried buried Shit. really freaks me out yeah see my really oh. freaks me out oh. big time mm. big big time yeah fair and then question nine isn't a would you rather it's an open-ended question Okay. What is your zombie apocalypse survival plan? Give me a second to think about it. <laughs> That's thinking music. It helps me concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, this will help you. In your head. <laughs> in your head. Zombie. All right, I'm going to go to the nearest supermarket steal all of the food go find someone with a whole bunch of weapons get all my weapons come find you make sure i've got like a really cool outfit that's Mm, important mm, good choice get some like leather and stuff going on yes get all my weapons yes do you know find you do you know what mine is what is it bunnings smart see this is why i'm coming to find you bunnings is a massive warehouse so it can be locked down and fortified yeah. It has garden tools that can be used as weapons. <sighs> it has soil, fertilizer, and connections to water so you can grow the seeds and plants that are already established in there for food. Fuck. And it is huge scaffolded shelvings. So if you pushed those huge scaffolding shelvings, you could actually, when you sleep, sleep on top of those things so that if there was a break-in you wouldn't be on floor level for zombies to get to holy shit yeah comes with hammocks beds bedding there's clothing usually in there because it sometimes some of them do like rain jackets and hats and bits and pieces yeah has has usually has a cafeteria so there's some sort of cook ability cookware stuff usually they have generators it's literally the perfect Location. It is literally the perfect location. Yeah. Because yeah. I was and thinking you... prison because it's already got all the, you know, it's already fortified and it's yeah. hard to yeah. get into. But bunnies, but how, do you, how do you grow food in prison? You haven't got access to seeds or no, anything? No, you don't. You're there for yeah. a bit and then you're fucked. And you I'm gotta leave. pretty sure. You don't ever have to leave Bunnings. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Bunnings is contractually obliged to have a sausage sizzle every Saturday, Sunday. So Just you're at least if there's an apocalypse. Yeah, going you're on. at least gonna get a sausage every Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> you know, they probably have first aid stuff too. Thinking about yeah, Bunnings. Think, like yeah, 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 everything you could possibly think of. That everything you, would you could need possibly need to be in one location. Like they don't have fuel and cars and bits and pieces like that. But if you're not planning on traveling if you're planning on locking yourself down in one location yeah and it, even if you were what a home base what a home base what yeah a home base i think bunnings and if i was to go out and sort of try and like fortify it more because yeah. I, I have a massive ute what i would do is drive to the nearest bow repairs or tire thing 
and get tires and make a wall of tires around because if mm. you you can nobody can push over four tires no definitely not especially not zombies big yeah, yeah. and yeah. if you create a big enough wall of it the zombies can't see through that there's possibly anything inside so there's they're just going to walk around wow and you, not, and you could build it that far back that if it was like a smell thing they probably wouldn't even be able to smell exactly it. well you, like how are they going to smell you over so like a car park through a warehouse through a car park through a thing of tires yeah, yeah. and you yeah. know what you also can go and chill like you'd still have a great life you could go and chill in the plant section get your sunshine yeah that's what i mean the plant this kind section. of sounds like the zombie apocalypse like hotel like the best yeah. Thing ever. yeah 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 absolutely Bunnings. absolutely yep so that's that's my not that i've put much thought into it yeah not at all not at all it's not like you I... had time to prepare for that question <laughs> <laughs> there's my episode yeah. There's some info on zombies. And, and settled on the excellent plan if it happens. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Uh, We're just not, a public nothing. service, aren't we? Look at us. Providing facts, weird information about nature, and a zombie apocalypse plan. Yep. You're welcome. Everyone. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, you're welcome. So, anyway, <laughs> have a good day. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Absolutely Trashed. If you enjoyed it, please consider recommending us to your friends, family, strangers on the street. Whatever, we appreciate it. Follow us on Instagram at Absolutely Trashed Podcast. Stay trashy and we'll see you next week.